Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. did this last time I think I knew how to when to come up but this time I was a little off um I can't describe to you guys what it feels like to come here I I know I did this last time um and for a while I thought it was I thought it was you um but it's it's not you and it's not me what it is, is you guys live in a way and worship in a way that the Spirit of God is here. Um, and so salvages on your first day here, if you felt the Spirit move, that's a pretty common thing. Um, and I'm grateful for it. Um, from the time I walk into this place, <clears throat> I feel God's presence and um, and the relationships and the conversations and um, I'm kind of a broken record when it comes to that because I know I told you that last time but don't ever forget that because you know you'll have your church building you'll have your um, sound system ringing in your ear you'll have <laughs> you'll have you'll have things throughout your your church life but honestly if the spirit's not in it then what's the point of doing it That's right. <laughs> So again, I'll say, I'm going to say a prayer as we start because I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. God, I come to you this morning and I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you're not just the God in heaven, but you're the God whose spirit lives among us. Thank you that um, you sent your son to die for us. I thank you that you love us and you you're actively involved in our lives. Mostly, um, I thank you for this body of people, for this new pastoral couple, and I thank you that um, you've allowed me to be a part in it, um, however inadequate. So be with us as we move forward. Help me to speak through the tears. And help your voice to be heard. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Why am I ringing? Where am I standing in the wrong spot? Okay. All right. I'm just going to move around until I find a spot that doesn't ring. So. Um. I was telling Steph this morning, last, last time I spoke to you, um, it, the, the, the message kind of lent itself to what I like to do, and that's um, 
take the scripture and kind of relate it real world style. Um, and I happen to have a brother who's provided me with a lot of material over the years to make that happen. So uh, for those of you who weren't here, there was a story of a hose and getting sprayed in the face with it. And um, if hopefully eventually that'll be on podcast so you can go back and hear how torturous he was as a child. Um, but today, I, 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 I kind of racked my brain because I couldn't really come up with any kind of story or anecdote, um, maybe just because my siblings weren't that diverse, I don't know. But I'm just going to kind of, I, I, I just want to walk through a scripture this morning that um, is just pretty simply laid out there. Um, so forgive me for not being maybe as entertaining, but the word is the word and the spirit is in it. And so let God speak to your heart this morning. Um, for those of you who want to follow along, I was telling Clint last night as we were moving, I don't do slides. Um, maybe one day in my career I will, but that hadn't started yet. Luke chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 27 and we're going to go through verse 38. Um, and just to kind of kind of give you a contextual idea of what's going on here. Um, in this book, it's, it's in three Gospels. Um, basically, we're after Jesus has made his triumphal entry. He's ridden in on the donkey. Um, people are, are pretty upset at this point. The religious establishment, when you talk about um, the Jewish leaders, they're, they're pretty unhappy with what he's doing, with what Jesus is doing. And they're starting to plot to kill him. Um, it says it pretty plainly before we get to this scripture we're in today that that's their plan. That's what they're trying to do. And so the way that they do it is they begin to kind of try and catch him in, in some sort of statement that they can use against him. And um, I'm pretty, I'm kind of an old guy trapped in a young guy's body or a middle-aged body now. But I, I, I get hung up on things that, like 2019, to me, is unlike any time we've ever dealt with in the history of the world, which, yeah, that makes sense. But um, a lot of this stuff goes on today. I get hung up on the differences in now, and even like when my children were, or when I was a child compared to now that my children are children, and how different the world is. But if you look at this, I started picking up kind of a 2019 vibe in that everybody has an opinion and everybody's building support for their opinion. And so if you have a different opinion or, or an opinion that they see wrong, they start to try and poke holes in your opinion. And so it's a battle of who can say the right thing at the right time and make people believe that they're right and you're wrong. So that's kind of what we get into. That's how they're attempting to take Jesus down before they actually have to go the rest of the way and kill him. So, starting in Luke chapter 20, verse 27, and we'll kind of go through this slowly because there's a ton of stuff going on here. So, in 27, some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection, that's an important part of this, came to Jesus with a question. Um, like I said, in 2019, everybody who asks a question, most of them ask it with an agenda, and that's what these guys are doing. They've made up their mind what they believe, and they're going to try and get Jesus to say something that goes against what he said before or what the Bible said or what the scriptures say. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us 
that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then at the resurrection, saying, if there is a resurrection, we don't believe there is. If you say there is one, whose wife will she be? Since the seven were married to her. Um, now that is a, that's a valid point. That's in the scriptures, that's in the Old Testament, that that was a way for a guy who, if he married, for his name to carry on. And I know now, today, that seems a little weird, but that was, that was kind of a provision that God made so that people could have a lineage. Um, and if you put real-world implication to that, Kimberly, you're great, but I don't like that idea. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, think about, think about the question that's asked here. Because we read through it and we think, well, yeah, that's a silly question. But, I mean, legit. Think about the awkward nature. If you had seven brothers and all of you had married the same guy and then you show back up at the same, or the same girl <laughs> and you show back up in the same place, how weird is that going to be, right? You all have the same wife. That's an odd place to be. And so logically, if you think about it, these guys have a point. I mean, their motivation's wrong, but they have a point. So what they're saying is, if there is a resurrection, this is going to get awfully messy when the time comes for the resurrection to happen. And I, I, I mean, yeah, it will. Um, but then Jesus comes back and kind of responds to this this weird question. And again, I'll say, it's a weird, like, this is like when a flat earth person comes to you and says, the earth is flat, and you say, no, it's round, and they say, well, what if all the pictures from space are wrong? What if Christopher Columbus did sail off the end of the world, and it's just a story? Like, they come at you with all these things, and yeah, I didn't know Christopher Columbus, and I've never been to space, but I know the earth is round. I feel pretty good about it. So, <laughs> Jesus comes in and says, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. There's your answer. And they can no longer die, for they like angels. They like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. There's the answer to your underlying question. There is a resurrection. And this is the part where I'm probably going to break down a little bit. <clears throat> He's answered their questions. He's answered their concerns. He said to them, this is legit. This is the proof that it's legit. But then he says, he is not the God of the dead but of the living. For to him, all are alive. And, and that's the spot that I, I... I can't get past that. Because when you think about what's going on in this scripture, 
it's all just an argument until you get to that point. And so, while I don't have a story for that, I do have a belief for that. And I know that when God is not the God of the living, when God is the God of the dead, when after you die there's nothing else that happens, then building up support here on earth takes on a lot of weight. Building up an establishment takes on a lot of weight. So where these guys, the Sadducees, are coming from is, if, if I don't believe there's a resurrection, then I have to make everybody believe my opinion. I have to come at this gaining support because this is all I have. But Jesus, at the end of this, he's addressed the question, he's addressed the root of the question, and now he's addressed the heart of the question. That if you don't believe that there's a resurrection then this is all there is. But if you do believe that there's a resurrection, if God is the God of the living and not the God of the dead, then the part earlier on where he said, if you are considered worthy in taking part in the age to come, that's all that matters. And so building up support takes on very little importance to you. All you want to do is be the person that God has called you to be. In our churches, in our lives, it becomes a difference of singing music because we want to sing well so people will like our music. Rather, it becomes an issue of, I want to sing well because God desires me to sing well and lead people to the Spirit of God. For me, when I stand up to speak, I don't want to speak well because I want to speak well and I want you to believe my argument and I want you to like me. It becomes an issue of, I want to speak well for you so that you know about this life to come. That you know that God is a God of the living and not the God of the dead. So, it changes everything that your life is about. Um, if God is the God of the dead, then what's the point of even living this life the right way? What's the point of even coming to this building today? If God is the God of the living then this is an outpouring of what you do, not what you do because it's what you do. So, if I can, I just want to take a little time to pray for you guys and for the salvages and for your new journey. But I want you to go forward and kind of know this, that regardless of what happens in this building, how it plays out is not as important as the spirit in which it plays out. Uh, If your spirit is that of we're doing this to gain numbers. We're doing this to um, pad stats. We're doing this so that people around the city of Murfreesboro say, ooh, real life community. They got it going on over there. Their pastors are incredible. Um, they've got a lady who speaks, which is unheard of. Um, <laughs> they've got electric guitars. They've got drums. They've got all these things. If it's not for the God of the living, if it's just for the for the world here, then what, are we, what is the point? 
Um, your motivation, how you view it, is really all that matters. Everything else is an outpouring of that. And uh, I realize that this has been kind of short, but I just want to leave you with that. And I want us to spend a little time in prayer. Um, so if you will, stand and we'll pray. And then I want to give you a blessing and then we'll, we'll give you time to get to know one another. God, God, our Father, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you that you are, you're not the God of the dead and that there is more to come after this life and that, that because you're not the God of the dead and you're the God of the living, that our life means something, that our life is important, um, our individual lives and our, commercial, and our collective lives. So today... I pray that your word has spoken um, where I could not. And I just pray for this congregation of people. Um, today will be the last day I'll be here for a while, and, and I won't know a ton of what goes on here, but it doesn't matter because you're the God of the living. Yes. And so you will be here, and you'll be in charge yes. of what happens. Yes. Um, so God, moving forward, I ask that your spirit stay here. Yeah. I ask that every move that they make here um, would be for you, would be for that life after, to be considered worthy, um, to be a part of the life to come. Yeah. And most of all, I pray that their motivation would not be to build something here on earth, but to build something in the life after. Yeah, um, I thank you for just meeting with us today, and I pray that you go forward throughout the day as we get to know the salvages on the front end and help us build relationships that it will last. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to give you a blessing. And I know that was very fast, I think. Um, but listen, take time to enjoy what you got here. Enjoy the spirit so that this life to come will be worth it. So may you, as you go forward, live life as if it's for the life to come. Live life so that you be considered worthy to be a part of the resurrection. Not only in this building, but in your day-to-day -day life as you walk outside. Live your life so that you'll be a part of the life to come. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit. Amen.